Hello and welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, Chief Market Analyst of Exinity Group, which operates global brands such as Alpari International and FXTM. So, arguably, the most important theme that's in play across global financial markets right now is the Fed. Specifically, when will the Fed ease up on its stimulus measures uh, which they've rolled out since the pandemic. So the Fed has just wrapped up their July meeting less than 24 hours ago. So it's imperative that we catch you up on what's going on with the Fed because that's going to impact stocks, the dollar, gold, you name it. All right. And to help us get up to speed on the Fed, I'm joined once again by Exinity's chief market strategist, Hussein Syed. You know, Hussein, just having stated our respective titles, you know, perhaps we should rename this episode as Chief Chat. I like the sound of that. Do you, Chief Chat? Yeah, man. It looks good. It looks good it to looks me. Good? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we might do that then. All right. Let's get right down to business, Hussein. Biggest takeaway from the Fed meeting that just wrapped up about 12 hours ago. So, you know, Han, I was covering this uh, Fed meeting on my CNBC show. And the thing is, it looked somehow confusing, uh, not just for me, but even for so many traders, investors, and market participants. And you can uh, just look at the market's move, and you couldn't see any kind of decisive move, whether it's in equities or uh, in fixed income markets. So it was kind of confusing. Some people were uh, assuming that it was tilted to the hawkish side, others saw it to the dovish side, and we will discuss why or what's the reason. Uh, but overall, my, my biggest take is the Fed committee, at least they started in-depth discussion about the pace and the composition of pairing back the uh, asset purchase program. But, you know, we still have this phrase of they need substantial further progress in the labor market so they can uh, start with the, with the tapering of the assets. So this kind of, you need some kind of qualitative analysis rather than quantitative. So we don't have any kind of specific figures as to when they start. But I think the base case scenario is going to be by the beginning of 2022. And you used a great word there, confusion, because on one hand, in the June Fed meeting, there was that hawkish surprise. Hawkish meaning that the Fed appears ready or ramping up or bringing forward that potential U.S. interest rate hike. Before that, we thought it'd be kept near zero through the end of 2023. And then with that dot plot, we saw that they are perhaps getting ready for not just one, but two. U.S. interest rate hikes in 2023. So that was a hawkish surprise. We spoke about that, you and I, Hussein, right? Then you then have Fed officials who are coming out to the media and the markets basically telling them, hey, we're still going to be dovish. It's still a long ways off, right? So talk to us then about the reasons that you mentioned earlier, the reasons why some people think it is hawkish and then some people think that is actually dovish. And why do I think it is hawkish? Because Jerome Powell, as you noticed, he wasn't really worried about the Delta coronavirus that now is spreading, uh, not just in the U.S., across the globe. He doesn't seem really worried about it. And I was thinking that he's going to be raising some kind of warnings uh, with the Delta uh, version of the, the COVID-19. He didn't. And it seems that, yes, we are getting now used to live with the virus uh, around us. And it didn't seem to have a lot of economic implications. We still don't know yet, but he didn't seem really worried. So 
from this point that I felt he was kind of hawkish. Uh, the other side is we continue to see economic improvement. They continue to see that they are going on the right path towards reaching maximum employment and the inflation level that we're seeing now, okay, it is too high. Everybody knows that, but they still see it as a transitory factors uh, impacting inflation levels and we will get back to normal some sometime in the next several months. So these are the points where I, I felt that he was somehow hawkish, but given that they didn't remove the substantial further progress uh, phase, uh, from this point, they are telling us, okay, don't worry guys, uh, we're in no rush to taper our asset program. And if you compare it to what happened in the last financial crisis, it took them almost a year to taper the program. So if we assume they're going to start by beginning of 2022 and end it towards the end of the year, and then another year to start lifting interest rates. So I believe we will continue living in this kind of uh, free money uh, environment uh, for, for the next two years. Let's go back to that key phrase here. As you mentioned a couple of times already, the Fed still insists that they want to see substantial further progress, right? So just break it down for us. What does it mean? Because if we look at inflation, we saw the June print. It already hit the uh, highest levels in the US in 13 years, right? So uh, what else do you think the Fed is looking for? I mean, it's pretty much a jobs situation now, isn't it? If it was only about inflation levels, they should have started uh, raising interest rates. But I think the second part of the mandate, which is employment, is what's concerning now the Federal Reserve. I think that we need to see another two or three robust figures from uh, the NFP, uh, non-farm payrolls, probably somewhere around the 500,000 to 1 million jobs added to, to the economy until they say that, okay, now, now we saw this kind of substantial further progress towards reaching our goals. And this is when they can start hinting that, yeah, it is time to taper. And that's why it could be at the beginning of uh, next year. But in terms of interest rates, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. And the markets seem to share that sentiment as well, Hussein, because if you look at the expectations, uh, what we call the Fed funds futures uh, for a for an interest rate hike in the U.S. for December 2022, um, just up until around mid to late June, or after that June meeting, uh, markets had priced in one interest rate hike by December 2022. But then if you look at the latest figures right now, that's come down to about 60-70%. So markets are less convinced that that rate hike would actually happen in 2022. Uh, perhaps the Fed will stick to their dot plot and actually do that in 2023. But uh, let's shorten our timelines to the next few weeks really because we note that we have the Jackson Hole Economic Symposium that's slated for end August. The key question that markets have will still be the same isn't it as to when will the Fed taper? So you know, perhaps uh, Hussein give us kind of a, a preview here. What do you think? Do you think it happened at Jackson Hole or probably the September FOMC meeting? Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, Jerome Powell was asked this question and he refused to give an answer. So if he didn't give an answer to the market. <laughs> Come on, that's Powell, right? Like, this is you here. This is the chief chat. Come on, venture a guess. Look, given the, the dynamics within the FOMC, 
right? Where you've got Powell and Co., the doves on the FOMC, who seem to be giving the Hawks a run for their money. I think there's enough push there from the doves to perhaps push it back towards September. Not so much August. That's what I think. Because August, I mean, Jackson Hole is only a month away. Exactly. So listen, we still have three Fed meetings. So we have one in September, November, and December. So whether it's in Jackson Hole or the Fed uh, FOMC policy meeting in September, it won't make a lot of difference, to be honest. I mean, what we are trying to pick up is just any sign or any hint or when is it coming. So for markets in general, it it doesn't matter if it's going to happen in Jackson Hole or at September meeting that they're going to start announcing when they will be beginning to taper. Overall, I think that there's still a lot of liquidity in the markets. We shouldn't focus a lot on when they are going to be announcing uh, tapering, because I think it's already priced in the markets that they're going to kick off this program sometime soon. And if you look at asset prices, although we see some volatility for the past few days, we're still sitting at record highs. And going forward, uh, we we need probably to focus more on uh, earnings, earnings expectations, economic growth, And this is what's going to matter most for uh, financial markets. We are recording this on the 29th of July. A week from tomorrow, we've got the next non-farm payrolls. And as Hussein mentioned, that is going to be a key data point, not just for the Fed, but for overall markets as well. In a few hours from now, uh, we've got the weekly jobless claims. We'll see if we've got another sub 400,000 reading. Then on Friday, tomorrow, before we go into this weekend, we've got the PCE inflation data. So that is the Fed's preferred way to measure the true underlying our consumer prices that's being reflected in the US economy. So, you know, with all that said, we have certainly got plenty to keep an eye on in the days and weeks ahead leading up to Jackson Hole and also perhaps leading up to our next chief chat thank you so much Hussein for your time and your insights and we'll be keeping you up to date via our written analysis which you can find on our website and also be sure to subscribe to Markets Extra on your favourite podcast platforms